Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Virtually dies with a guy who he's given nothing but static to the entire time. Just, just mean to him. And uh, they find in his pocket a letter. And the letter is, they don't ever think of him as a human being. The letter is written to his son. And it's half done. And it'll rip your heart out. And they say, how are we going to get this to him? The guy who, who he gave all the static to, who finally come to understand he was pulling the best out of him and bonded with him, he said, I'll take it, I'll do it. We don't know all the individual sacrifices that people make. But the military affects us. I see my grandpa on my mom's side. He's got a hearing aid and a massive scar across his stomach where he lost a third of his stomach and half of his hearing. World War I. I have the sword that I used last Sunday that my father-in-law Ole gave me. He said, just don't ever ask me how I got it. Because he, he tells the story that mortar shells going through the stomachs of the guys in his Jeep that he was driving. And crawling in a field where Germans were going this way and they were going this way, just like four Germans, four Americans. They didn't want to fight. They were just crawling while the bullets were going over their head. And then we took about 65 men to uh, Washington, D.C. for promise keepers. And in some of the time we had off, we, we found the Vietnam Memorial. And so we went there and one of our guys never knew his dad. Found his dad's name. Mom was pregnant when he got drafted and taken. He never met his dad. But he found his dad's name on the wall. And th that'll set you back. And the trouble for me is just on the other next row over and down, I found one of my good friends from my first year in college, Bob Basilovac. There's, I didn't expect to see his name. I'd forgotten. And there's Bobby's name. So people paid quite a price. Memorial Day is also culturally that we remember those grandmas and grandpas, mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and people that we love that are in heaven. And that we, I'd rather believe they're all in heaven. You know, I'm not the judge, neither are you. But you, you remember the impact of people that you love, how they touch you. And so it's good to do a, a time of memory, isn't it? Yes, I, think, uh, I think it's right. You just don't get in a hurry. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, before I cry. Please take some time today. Please take some time and just sit by yourself a little bit and remember those people. Maybe look at a picture. Maybe some, a card that they wrote you. But it's always important to remember people who have impacted your life. Amen? Praise God. Well, we're going to start in the Word today and we're going to have a ball. We're going to... How many were here last Sunday? See the hands? Okay. I can, I'm being honest, last Sunday was the most fun service I've been in since we left the property. When we finished, I, I'm sitting here looking at you. From front to back, everybody's engaged. 
what God was doing with us, everybody was part of. And we're going to, I finished uh, last week and thought, what's going to happen today? It's just going to get gooder. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to get, because of God's presence. Uh, I want to read to you Jeremiah, it's chapter 33. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you. Verse 3, it says, call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. Okay, you're sitting here today. He walks in. What would be the one great and mighty thing? Call on him. Call on him today, right now. His desire is that you call on him. And he wants to show you great and mighty things. What would happen? In Joshua 1.8, very familiar scripture, it says... Uh, that you're to meditate on God's word day and night continually and it'll cause you to have good success. Obey the, obey the word, it'll make you prosperous and you'll have good success. Amen? Amen. Meditate there is a large word in the Hebrew and it includes your imagination. And so as you sang that last song, by the way, you nailed it, Lucas. Good job. There are lines in that song that you identify with and your imagination goes to them. God gave you the imagination and you need to use it today. As the Holy Spirit is already in this room, he says, we're two or three gather, I'm in the midst. We got more than two. So he's already here. He's already here. Um, I want you to realize some unique and wonderful things are happening. and They're happening on Wednesday nights and now on Sunday morning. We have it on film. Lucas has it, and anybody wants to see it, he can get you, he can transfer whatever. But Cassidy was running the sound and the lights. We didn't have any lights on. She didn't turn any lights on. But at an impact of a powerful scripture, the lights flickered on pink. We don't have pink. We don't have pink lights. But that's a pink light. So how do you explain that? Not even going to try. I have an electrifying personality. Turning the... No, don't want any of that. I'm just, you won't be able to explain it. And there are signs and wonders. Why did he do that? No different than when people got healed. People were slain in the spirit. I'm expecting it now. And people are getting healed. Sheila, stand up. You got 30 seconds. Go for it. I gotta preach yet, Sheila. Come on. Anyway, I had gone through ultrasound, I had gone through MRI, 
she's not sorry. Prayers are answered. Manifestations are coming. Yes. Healings are taking place. Yes. Just, you want to give him all the glory. Yes. All the glory. Uh, I'll ask you, why did you come here today? What were you expecting? Why did you come? Okay, I'll come to see what the Lord will do. And we're going to see why he came in Luke 4, verse 18. This is Jesus in his home church, he says, The Spirit, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, I don't know your situation, but that's why he came today. In the day and age that we live in, brokenheartedness and deliverance from fears and, and things are significant. Even a day like Memorial, a broken heart. Okay? He's here to bring healing. This, that's what he said he, he, he'd do. That's why he's here. So I asked myself, why am I here? Why, what am I expecting? I'm expecting the word to come to... Well, let's just go in his presence a little further. Amen? Amen? Okay, the scripture says when we gather, we should be expecting. You're supposed to have a song, a word, a hymn, that you participate. But in Psalms, it says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise to bless his name. Amen? Amen. So we got thanksgiving. Are you thankful, Sheila? Oh, yeah. Susan, you want to give yours?
Isn't that good? Cassandra, you're up. I. There you go. See, and I thank you. It doesn't have to be a healing of a, tu you know, a, a tumor. It can be the littlest thing. I'm thankful the school's out. You get to rearrange your schedule. Where you live daily. I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to touch my life daily. I, I'm expecting a miracle. How about you? Okay, people give thanks. It says in... Uh, Hebrews 12, or 2.12. Well, I'm going to just go back and make a point on Psalms 100, verse 4. It says, to bless his holy name. Remember, the word bless means to say something good about. Every day, say something good about what God's doing in your life. Don't always bring in the list, I need, 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 you know, da, da, da. Why don't you, some of the good that he does in your life. Bless his name. Bless, bless his name. He, he did good. He helped me. I got a good night's sleep. How many know that could be wonderful to get a good night's sleep? Because the other stinks. I could have gone with, okay, I had two other words. Anyhow, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12 says, we are to praise him, sing praises in the congregation. So we are a congregation. It says they met in the temple and they met in the homes daily. We're supposed to come together. We're supposed to be a family. We're supposed to, with all that's going on around us, we're supposed to come together in his name and enjoy his presence. Like right now, again, right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> See, it's not important what I do. It's important what he does. I just want to follow him. I can shut up for the rest of the day. I, if what he wants to do, and he wants to do it in here. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts chapter 2, it says that he added to the church. Now the church was added to, there's 3,120 that we know of by what they said became Christians, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Are we agreed? That's added. In chapter 6, it says, it, one place and another, he multiplied. Now, if he just kept on adding, that's, that's a pretty good-sized group of people. But times it by four. Right. Multiply it. That's 12,000. Try greatly multiply, it says later on in chapter 6. The church greatly multiplied. When he shows up, we're supposed to be anticipating him, excited, respectful, and full of joy. And, you know, oh, gosh, we, Susan was so out of order. She actually walked up front here today and, and, and worshiped the Lord. You can go anywhere in the place. Just stay off the stage because they've always got need a little room to do what they do. But you can kneel, you can stand, you can sit, 
You can close your eyes. You can shout. You can lift holy, it says holy, outstretched arms. You can applaud. Those are all parts of praise. But you have to know where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom to do it. That you're not going to have an usher on you say, you need to calm down. Now, get excited. Give me the problem to deal with. I want to see people healed. I was so thrilled with Merritt the other day. Young man, after the service is over, he led him to the Lord right here. Service isn't over because I say go home. We're still working. We're still doing the job. We're still touching lives. Amen? I'm having a good time. In Hebrews 13, 15, let's turn there. Hebrews 13. You have to go to the bathroom a second time, Lucas. <laughs> Hebrews 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to his name. Continually. Without style. We live such crazy lives. I would imagine if we were in Jesus' time, well, they didn't have the TV to watch. No, they had to work just to live. They had to grow their food to live. They had to go fishing to have a business. They worked, they didn't, if you worked, anybody grew up on a farm? Okay. Did you know what work is? From the time the sun comes up to the time the sun goes down, there's plenty to do. Okay? We have a lot of our time taken by that phone that you carry and by that computer. And you put so much stuff into your head and you're thinking that you don't really need. Okay? Well, I like playing the games. I know it's a different generation. I'm just saying, when was the last time you took Promise 22? Take 15 minutes of your day for Jesus. Was the last time you honored him and said, sir, the phone aside, everything aside, I, you got my time right now, it's just you and me. Because he'll talk to you. You know, again, every two hours and 39 minutes, I guess, at 35 minutes, you're supposed to at least stop and praise him seven times a day. So I'm giving you seven hours sleep, but seven times a day, stop. And just say, God, put it on your watch and hat like it's a wake-up. Alert yourself. Uh, I listened to Jerry Savelle years ago talk about that uh, he needed to stay up and do some praying. So he's on the road and he sat on, the, he filled his tub in his room at the hotel with water and then dumped a couple bags of ice in it and sat on the edge. And he was there praying until he fell asleep. When he fell asleep, he fell in the water. He managed to get back up. But he did something. He made his body work with him for a private time with the Lord. That's all I'm trying to say. You have to adjust. You have to adjust. Okay, seven times. Now, for anyone who needs help, deliverance, you need God to come on strong. Remember, it says in Psalms 22, verse 3, and Psalms 8, verse 2, that he inhabits the praises 
of his people. The word inhabits is powerful. It's, it's, he doesn't just come in the room and go, thank you, thank you. He comes and sits down with strength and power. Questions were just settled. He got here. And so when you are going through times of great attack, if I can say it that way, praise him. Let God come down and sit in the room with you with that mess and defeat it. Sit down with him. Your kids get hurt. You need to pray for your kids, your job, whatever it be. Sit down with him. Amen? Now, Acts chapter 16 is a story that goes for a long time. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. It's around verse 25. Though. Remember, Paul was in a town, and it said it troubled him for many days. This girl, who had a demon spirit, could f- tell fortunes. Her owners, she must have been a slave then, her owners made a lot of money with her. And every time they go up to the uh, synagogue, the temple, to to preach and and win souls, she would say, these are servants of the Most High God. Okay? And what the owners are trying to do, because Paul's having success, is tap along with the success so they can grow what they're doing and make more money. And finally, Paul's had it with it. He turns and tells the spirit, come out. And evidently what they saw, they were really confident it came out. Enough so that the guys who are losing the money now took Paul to the magistrate saying these guys are causing a riot in the city. And that's when Paul and Silas got their backs ripped open and put in the prison. They go from casting out that demon to the riot that was caused. Then they get the snot beat out of them. And I'm sorry, uh, I've had some broken bones. I've had a few operations. I, I cannot imagine that you sit there while someone takes a whip to your back how you're going to feel, let alone exhausted by then. So you know what happens? <clears throat> they get put in jail, the inner jail. It's midnight. Give it a rest. Go to sleep. Start over tomorrow, whatever. No, they're up there praying because we're not getting out of here without God. And they start singing. And it says that the prisoners and the jailers heard them praying and singing. They heard the prayers that they prayed, and they heard the singing. So your prayers are important, but your praising is important. Now, what we oftentimes just let go of is, um, like the lights going on on a Wednesday night, there's no explanation for it other than him. Okay? The anointing was there. Okay. Now, an earthquake hits When we think of an earthquake that would hit Omaha, it would hit everywhere. This is a heat-seeking missile. It only got the jail. The town did not have an earthquake. The jail did. Pinpoint accuracy. That's how the Philippian church started. The, The jailer, everybody's, all the doors opened up. That doesn't happen every day. You know? And that he and his family and his household get saved. That's midnight, guys. You have a crappy day or a week? Just try praising him at midnight. 
Instead of watching 15 different episodes of this or that and reality shows which are not real whatsoever, why don't you just praise him? Praise him. Knock yourself out. When I was in the hospital, Deborah gave me Kenneth Copeland's healing tape, and I played it all through the night. I, I have that whole tape memorized. I can say it just like he is, because I know what it's going to say. Okay? Oh, I love this scripture. Go to Psalms 91. As a kid on 51st in Farnham, I was just a normal boy growing up. We moved there when, between my 5th and 6th birthday, and there was fencing and stuff all the way down the full long block till you get to Jackson Street, okay? But I found a trail, and I could run the whole length of the block secretly. Nobody knew I was there. And then the garage is not attached to the house. It's down, way down to the back of the lot. And it's a one-car garage because that's what they did in those two-story brick homes. So you have a, the siding comes down and then it has a cap and it goes over the brick. I figured a way to take a couple blankets and make sort of a lean-to tent. And I had, a, I had myself a hideout. Any growing up, anybody have a hideout? Okay, Psalms 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place. Go to your secret place. Go hang out with Him. Abide, live, enjoy the shadow of the Almighty. Just like an arm coming around you. Take the time. Well, I'd be embarrassed if anybody saw me do it. They're doing it it says they ministered to the Lord. And then the Holy Ghost fell. Acts chapter 2, they ministered to the Lord. It says it four times in Acts. They ministered to the Lord and the Holy Spirit said, separate Paul and Barnabas. When they ministered to the Lord as a group, they weren't concerned about how will I look. How, is that really Chris Lauer? She doesn't have her clown makeup on. There you go. Oh, what will she look like worshiping? Just why don't you worship with all your strength, all your heart, all your soul, and everybody else will do the same and we'll have fun. Yeah. Right. Amen? I will ask you this because the word worship means perpetual gratitude. Being grateful every day, being grateful. I'm not going to thank him for stuff he didn't give me, but I'm going to give him gratefulness, worship, for getting me out of the mess that the enemy tried to send my way. My father doesn't do that. Our father does not do that. If he wants to make me a good little trooper, all I have to do is listen to the Holy Spirit and obey what he says to do. And I will learn. Okay, we're having fun. Will you worship him when you don't get your way? You thought he'd do it this way. Or you thought this would be a better. Can you still worship him when you didn't get your way. I never thought I'd be a pastor. Uh, okay. Understand that he owns us. The scripture says we were bought with, for a price. 
We belong to Him. We just belong to Him. It's just that simple. Amen? In Jeremiah 1, 12, I don't know if I have it up there, it says He watches over His Word to perform it. When you take the time to put the Word in and the Word comes out of you, He watches over His Word to perform it. That's why in Malachi, when it talks about the tithe, he said, prove me. Prove me. Put me in remembrance of my word. He wants us to participate with him. Now, I'm going to, the latter part of this message, I'm going to go into a prophetic picture that I want you to pay close attention to. It's one that you've always heard but I just want to get to it because I believe that's what God wanted me to do. I'm going to Mark chapter 4, which is very familiar. Mark chapter 4, verse 13, is the sower sows the word. And they come in effort and say, can you explain this to us, please? And he tells them, first you must realize God's word is the seed. And where you plant the seed is your ground, is your heart. So you take his word and you plant it in your heart. Now, Deborah and I are, uh, she's doing a lot of landscaping, you know, beautification at the house. And uh, for those who have participated here, the place looks great. Today the peonies are out. You ought to go out that door afterward and see the row of peonies that just bloomed in the last two days. It's gorgeous. It went in good ground. It did, they weren't, didn't come up <clears throat> in the asphalt. They didn't come up. There's a section, a little bit of the dirt that is so hard, I don't know if a shovel could get into it. Okay? Four kinds of dirt. Here they are. By the wayside. The wayside, I just remember, Merritt, you being the farmer, there's the walking path between the rows. That's not where you plant. That's just, the ground gets hard. It's a path that you go to regularly. Fear, rejection, depression, sickness. Is it a path that you take regularly that's hardened, that the Word of God is having trouble taking root because it's such a hardened path? You've always been that way. My family's always... Well, you got born into a new family when you gave your life to Jesus. Okay? But that's a hardened path. You either have to take a lot of work because you put the seed on it, the birds come and take it away. It doesn't do you any good. Hello, good preaching, Jim. Thank you. Okay? There's stony ground. You put it on ground, and we have the perfect example out here because some of the stones from the gravel road have come over and now they've embedded themselves in the dirt. And you can't grow, weeds grow there. You will not grow something you want. Okay, stony ground. And it says that, uh, oh, let's see, where is it? Here it is. They receive the word gladly. I cannot tell you as a pastor how many times I've had people come up and they're just so excited. They had a great service there. They, Thank you, pastor, that was a great word. And I know them over a period of time, and it's not bearing any fruit. 
Why? You receive it gladly, but because of offenses. Anyone in here can get offended at any time. If you're married, you can get offended any time. If you have kids, a part of a family of kids, you can get offended any time. If you're single, you can get offended any time, and anybody can tear into the waitress. They deserve a good tip because they put up with some really lousy people. Like I shared uh, last week, Gabby, who's visited our church a couple times, she's a waitress. They're going to operate on her knee. And uh, I just reached over at a at restaurant, and I just tapped her on the knee. I didn't think anything of it, except she got miraculously healed, no surgery. And she communicated to Deborah that it was because I prayed for her. I, made, I didn't feel anything. It wasn't, there was no music playing. I just tapped her. But God gets all the glory. Amen? <clears throat> okay. Uh, next one, thorns. This is an area. It says the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of things. The lust of things, I want this. It's not, it's not anywhere have to be sexual. It's what you want more than you want with him. Is that occupying your mind and your thoughts and your, how you spend your money and saving money? I, I wouldn't give it an offering because I got to, with this money here, you don't see his planting. Amen. Good. To, the deceitfulness of riches. Then there's the 30, 60, 100-fold good ground. Now, I took a man who had a, a ministry on the radio in the Christian broadcasting years ago, and it had been a hard time on him. I used to work for land and selling suits. I went down there. I was going to buy him a suit. Pretty cool. Get his shirt and tie in a suit and just be a blessing. Well, he picked out two suits and a sport coat, slacks, and a number of shirts. Came to Bill back then. Boy, how I'd be, I'm in my mid-20s. $1,000. And I'm trying to tell him that um, I said, one? And I went to tell him, and I heard the Holy Spirit said, let it go. It's been so dry, he's, let it go. I'll take care of you. Yes, sir. The next three jobs I had, one particular, all came in way over budget. They gave me all that and more back. At that time, I had shifted over into selling or, or construction signing. Made, I made it back. He hadn't been refreshed in a long time. So many times a Christian would be real happy, just give me 30% because right now I'm getting diddly. And he wants to bless you. He wants to help you. Do you know that it says that your tithe and giving are worship unto him? Worship. We got the bucks today when we finish the service. Um, if you want to, I get concerned for people when they give on, online type of stuff. I appreciate it. That's not the problem. I just want to continue to teach and harp on <clears throat> that it's worship. It's just not, here it is, here it is. It's a worship that you give him. It says to honor him with your first fruits and the increase of your harvest. Honor him. Then he'll give you plenty. But still it's honor. Abraham wouldn't take anything from the kings that he got when he went and got his nephew Lot out of the mess, but he's in the Valley of Kings, and the high priest come, Melchizedek, 
and he gives them a tithe of all. The first time tithe is ever mentioned. So his dad, Abraham's dad was an uh, idol maker. That was his trade. That's where he grew up. I don't think giving a tithe freely uh, was what he grew up with. But he recognized that as a worship. And he said, I don't want any, the kings are still, oh, take the, take the loot, take the loot. No, no, no. I don't want anyone to say that a man made me wealthy. It's only going to be God. That's, so I love that proof. Proof? Come on. Here we go. Amen? Okay. You must have good ground to walk in the Spirit. You must have good ground. That good ground is to keep the thorns out, keep the weeds out, keep the stones out. So when he, you plant something in his presence, you know you got it when you prayed without a doubt. And if you have to move the mountain, the mountain's going to get up and go. It will obey you. Amen? Okay, so here we're going to go. I want to stretch you a little bit. We're Matthew 25. I want to just take a little walk through this because this is a prophetic. Um, for where we are right now, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, this is essential. Verse 1, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took lamps, and they went forth to meet the bridegroom. The kingdom is like this. It's, it's not the kingdom of heaven, it is the kingdom. The actual Hebrew definition in there is the realm of his power and influence. We're not in heaven yet. But wherever we go, we should bring the realm of his influence and power. Any situation necessary, anything. But it's ten virgins. Those are pure. Okay? If you have known sin in your heart, get rid of it. It's called repent. When you did it, by the way, when you repent and say something to him, he already knew what you did. But we're talking virgins. The idea is purity here. Believers, when we gathered, you can't live in rampant sin and walk in and, and all of a sudden see yourself as holy. It's not by your actions that make you holy. It's the Lord. We know that. But when you openly rebel against his word and you sin, that's what it is. That's what it is. Now, when I hurt Deborah's feelings, she doesn't want to talk to me. I can feel that. And I sensed in the spirit of God in times when I needed to clean something up in me, because there's a little bit of a, I can't come boldly when I know I've got sin. And if I need time and help of need, I've got to get there. But if i got sin in there, my boldness just went out the window. It'd be much easier if I just went to church and let Pastor Jim pray for me. Then I still can live in the sin and, you know, his anointing will take care of it. That's really the story right here of the, the girls, five of them were wise and five were foolish. In the, um, Amplified it says, and f five of them were foolish, thoughtless, without forethought, without thinking ahead. And there were five wise who were sensible, intelligent, and prudent. Now, I like being the sensible, intelligent, and prudent one. That, that's where I'd, camp I want to be in, amen? 
They're going to go to the, the wedding. They're going to go to the party. They're going to bring their lamps with them. They didn't have lights you turn on and you can't get your light on your camera or anything like that. So they're carrying the lamps and they go to the party and the bridegroom is late coming. All of a sudden it says, and the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. They've been sitting there waiting for him and they got tired. And it says at midnight. So at midnight, uh, there was a cry. And behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out and meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Trimmed them, got them ready to go. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. They didn't bring enough. And they said, basically the virgins say, If I give you what I have, we won't have enough. So at midnight... Uh, verse 9 says be not enough for us and you go ye and go to the places that sell go, go down to Casey's that sell and buy some for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those that were ready in marriage and the door was shut after they went in. Afterward, the virgins, uh, they're, they're at the door, and they said, open up to us. And he said, uh, I don't know you. Now, first of all, go buy and sell. Imagine the, what he's trying to, it's not how they live daily. He's talking about the presence of God and being there for the bridegroom. And they had the money to go buy the oil. They just didn't, hadn't got enough. And there was a place they could go get it because they got it. And they came back. And to me that talks prophetically. Um, I want to be one of the virgins. Amen? I want to be one. So I, I want to get anything out of the way. And I want to plan for his presence. I want to plan for him to show up. I want to come in hungry. I want more of God now. And he's willing to do it. But not if we play like those five dumb virgins. Well, they were clean. They were Christians, if you put it in today's vernacular. They belonged to the Lord. But he says, depart from me, I didn't know you. And remember, I used it about three weeks ago. It says twice in the Gospels about... Uh, these guys come and said, we cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick. And he said, depart. I didn't know you. Okay. There's a part of the anointing that you can walk into and other people will draw on it and they'll get healed. But it doesn't mean about you personally. Well, I'm talking about what you get personally, just you and the Lord. Because that's what enhances and makes the wedding fun when you get to stay inside with him. And you have the oil representing the Holy Spirit. They didn't have enough oil. But they went and got some. But the moment where you could have done something with him, and he could have used you, that's past he's got to use somebody else. And I simply say, why? Why? In a moment, we're going to do something a little unusual. Did it last week. I believe the Holy Spirit has given me 
instructions. I won't do, I'm not making this a way we do it, but uh, my job as a pastor is not only to teach, but to train. Uh, just like a parent, you, you teach and train up a child. That's by repetition and participation. Um, you're free from this moment forward. You've been free all day. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't have to do that. What he, but he just does things that mean... If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to kneel, you can kneel. You can come forward. You can bring your offerings. But I'm going to take about 16 minutes of this service and let's see what he'll do. If you want Pastor Deborah and myself to pray for you, we're going to be here and we're going to pray. People are getting healed. Pain's leaving. You've got a concern in your life. He's here to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the blind. He's here to physically He's here to heal the stuff inside. But you know that the time is set aside. You're not going to watch your phone. You're not online at your computer or watching a TV. You're going to be quiet, or what the Scripture really says, be still and know I'm God. It doesn't mean be quiet. It just means have your focus on Him. Have your focus on Him. And see what He do. We're going to play uh, two songs that you probably don't know. Or maybe you've heard one. The new one I, I just heard uh, at the beginning of the week. Deborah gave it to me. Oh, I've got to do that. But we're going to start with one that you know. Uh, and close your eyes. Listen to the words. The words are going to be up the whole time. The second song is repetitive. Repetitive of the same thing. But each time you can fill in the blank at the end of the verse. It's this what if. What if he walked in here? What if he touched you? What if? And the last one is just believe for it. CC <laughs> Winans will just knock this out of the park. We're going to pray for people. We're not going to be in a hurry. Again, the offering buckets are here. And I'll still have time to close at the end. But it's important. We're going to go with uh, the, uh, the first one. Uh, I can only imagine... So, again, the room is yours. If you've got a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, we can stop and you can give it. If you've got a tongue, we'll have an interpretation. We can go that way. But I'm thinking of the virgins. I don't want to be the foolish with, when it comes to the anointing. I don't want to take it with, for no thought. I want to honor him. And he's doing wonderful things here. He'll do wonderful things in your life. Nobody's making you. You can just enjoy it. So, Nick Rooney, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine yeah 
you say if he walked into the room how would you praise if he walked into the room how would you shout if he walked into the room
He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right. How will you sing to him? He's here right. How will you shout to him? Say, He's here. How will you worship him? How will you bow before him? Jehovah Shammah, a very present help in the time of trouble. Here right now, the King is in the room. Your healers in the room. Your saviors in the room. Your providers in the room. Your redeemers in the room. Your champions in the room. He's in this room. So what will you do?
Now you understand when David said, bitter is one day than a thousand elsewhere. Bitter is one day. I know in my prayer time that if you've been hurt deeply or even abused, uh, I see pictures of people 
But I'm just telling you, that stuff can melt away in his presence and it does not define you any longer. And if we ever make someone uncomfortable just being Christians, I'm glad. Because there might be something they want. And they realize this is real rather than just singing songs and putting in the time. There are tears. I watch people wiping tears away, shaking, praying. A lot of stuff going on. But remember, it says, as the Spirit wills. And he gave us gifts so that everybody would be a participant in his kingdom, what he wants done. And so, I, you know, I take that 15 minutes over some of my best preaching. I got to watch it because I'm supposed to be inspired when I preach. And that's part of the prophetic teaching. But I just mean, I just want his presence. I just, I just want life to shut down for 15 minutes. And that's why I've got you reading the word, the proverb of the day, the epistle, 15 minutes in tongues. It'll take you to the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty. And then when we gather, we can do it together. Be, I'm, I'm for having a good time crazy. I love to see people get delivered. I love to see them get them saved, healed. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Because it says he did special miracles, signs and wonders. We haven't seen very much. I want to see more. Yeah. Amen. And I know, I hopefully this is, you know, my heart and this is a good way. I want to make you uncomfortable. I want you to, I want you to come stronger in him. We all do that together, we'll have a great time. We'll all have a good time. I don't know what happened last year to two of my grandsons, Xavier and Zion. They got filled with the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. I don't know what the setup was for that, but both of them got it. You know? So, if kids can get filled with the Holy Ghost, someone my age and older can get filled with the Holy Ghost, and everything in between. And everything in between. Could you imagine insight into your job that he could have you work better, more efficient, and stay away from things that are, are, are troublesome for you? Yes, Lord. Deborah, you have anything you want? Okay. Uh, we as a church help police and fire, children's hospital, downtown. We gather here. Uh, one of the things that COVID did by us not being able to hang out was one of the things that's so important is a community. We work hard for the size church we are right now. And we did when we were larger. We worked hard. But we also partied together. We're going to party next Sunday night at 5 o'clock out in the parking lot. We got the grills coming. We're going to have a volleyball net set up. Uh, we're going to have uh, some kind of spitting contest. Not quite sure what that entails. But uh, Courtney's the current record holder for spitting. Yeah, she could hit me from up there. She could hit me down here, I'm pretty sure. But we'll see next week. We'll have fun. Bring, bring the meat and any side dish you want. But we'll grill it. We'll have a good time. And uh, we'll laugh. We'll laugh. 
and maybe the person you saw in your row or around that was crying today, you might get to know better because you know that they love Jesus like you do. They just, they just love Jesus as much as you do. You think that bothers me? Nope. That's just someone pacing. And that's my buddy. By the way, we're as a family. They didn't say they kept all the kids out when they gathered in the homes. He and his household got filled with the Holy Ghost. It got everybody. The Holy Spirit fell on them, got them all. So we're going to enjoy our kids too. Parents know how to be parents, no problem. But we're going to have fun. And now, believe with me, I'm prophetically saying this, I want to see added to this church that we're at two services by the end of the year, filled. But I also want to see the multiply and greatly multiply. If this is refreshing to you, tell somebody. Come on Wednesday night. I still can't explain that. But he's got the picture of the lights that happened that night. Okay. Let's see what he's going to do with you. Let's see what you're going to, what you say, what you testimony, help somebody else through it. Just do it. Let's just do it. I want to see you prosper, increase, better jobs, more income, more things that only the Holy Ghost can bring to you. I would have thought he'd done it this way. No, but he can do it another way. But whosoever believes, whosoever. I really believe there's going to be a stronger impact of the anointing on you, Chris, when you do your clown stuff, particularly with the kids, particularly bringing healing to the kids from tough situations. You don't know everything, but just your hands and that smile will go a long way. It's going to increase. Merit, I, I see like a magnet, things being attracted to you in people and things that you need right now. I mean, I, I can see it coming to you. Sure. The boss wants to speak. Hope you can hear me. Oh, you can. Um, I just, it just doesn't go away. So um, at times like these, when we spend a specific time to be with God, you will hear him more clearly, and he will give you instructions for your life if you will just listen. I mean, you, you really can hear him more clearly, and he'll maybe bring a correction or a direction or something to you that maybe something that's been messed up in your life, and he will give you the answer. So just be, be available to listen, and don't just think, oh, this was fun. It was a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. You're giving your, your heart and your your body and everything and your spirit to God, and he will meet you there. He always does. So keep your ears open, your spiritual ears, and listen to the voice of God because he will, he will straighten out your path. He will just tell you, what, you know, what's up. He will help you through it. That song, the what would you do if he walked into the room? Um, I was sick last week, 
And I heard that song, I think, Wednesday night on my way home because I dropped him off. And um, I got healed. Just, I just kept playing it and playing it and singing it and, this, and saying, God, this is what I would do. I would kneel at your feet. I would cry on your feet. You know, I would worship you. But I know I was sitting there thinking, it's like, I was pretty sick on Wednesday. And it left. It totally left. Just giving. I encourage you in your car, don't listen to the radio. Listen to worship. Because it just, I don't know what I would do with the last year that we went through without that. I don't know what I would have done. But it keeps your heart focused to where it needs to be. Amen? In my case, uh, they kept on changing the situation on us, causing seven different operations in seven months. She would drive when I was at university. She would drive from our house to there. It takes a good 30 minutes, 45 minutes because of traffic to get from 165th in the center down to uh, the 42nd Leavenworth area. We'd get different information. She'd have to go home with it. She'd have to come. All that stuff going on. And worship is the only thing that kept us squared away because I depend on the word of the Lord. They can tell me what they want to tell me, and I'll deal with it. But the fact is, my God says. I believe for it, and I got it. And I encourage you, things that if you, if he walks down, what would you talk to him about? Is there a need? Give it to him. But make it every day. Before you eat, before you put a piece of food in your mouth, give him 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And make it way, a way that you live by faith. When we first got turned on to Jesus, the church culture was you were there Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night without fail. Because of our culture and the way things are, uh, most churches don't have a Sunday night service. Few have a midweek service. They just have Sunday morning because people would rather do this and this and this and this. So I encourage you, we're having fun on Wednesday night. And it's sort of, I want, I'll close at 7.30. I always say 6.30, 7.30, but it's usually 7.40, right? Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right there, somewhere around there. <clears throat> but you know what? We're growing in the Lord and getting to know each other better. Nobody wants to leave. They stay till 830. And I understand if you have kids and all that. I'm just telling you, the Holy Ghost, where he is, there's love. Where he is, there's generosity. It's just awesome. So I encourage you. Is, you got anything else that's that important that Wednesday night? You just want to build a service. No, I want to see the addition. I want to see the multiplication. I can't do it by myself. It's you. And we're equipping and growing and maturing and getting hungry to do it. Nobody, because of the situation I'm in right now, nobody gives me any crap when I sit there blatantly witness. Wherever it is, they're not going to give that guy a hard time. Even like I shared, in the bathroom with the other guy in the wheelchair, dueling wheelchairs in a bathroom. 
and that's where God sent me to go ahead and witness. Are you kidding me? What a sense of humor. Wait till he does some fun things with you. He wants to. He wants to. Um, I've probably said this once or twice in years past, but I'm just going to say in this group, I had a day off and I had purpose. It was Easter area in Lent, you know, preparation for the resurrection. I drove from Omaha out to Maxwell, Nebraska. They have a uh, uh, reservoir or whatever you call it, but it's got big hills around it. And I'd seen it one other time traveling from the road, and there were three crosses up there. And I got it in my heart that I'm going to fast and pray, and I'm going to drive my car from Omaha on my day off up there and just spend a few minutes at the cross. So I did, got up there, and while I was up there, I was praying, talking in tongues, having a good time, but it was very windy up there that day. And if you look out over the lake, you can see white caps all over it. I mean, it's blowing. And I'm telling you the truth, this is intimate to me to share this with you. I'm up there by myself. Three wooden crosses about 12 feet tall. Big lake. I'm up, I'm up here. The lake's here. White caps everywhere. And I remembered that the, Jesus walked and everything quieted down. Everything was still. Now, as I was thinking about this, I said, Lord, you did that. You, you, you walked on water and you, you quieted. I said, awesome. And I heard in my spirit, Jim, watch this. It's just me by myself. I looked over the lake and immediately it was like glass. Watch this. He did that for me. He wants to do those things for you. And I want to be a Part of a church filled with people who are having miracles happen. Lives changed. And great friends made. So come next Sunday and see Courtney outspit everybody. I'd come just for that. But bring some food and we're going to have a good time. I'll have a bunch of bottle, little bottles of water here for it. And who knows, I'll, I'll see about bringing a bunch of lobsters and we know how but we will have the grills. Come and have fun. If you can only stay for an hour. What if you sat down with Sheila and she told you the whole story of the healing? Would that be worth coming for? What it meant to Susan to have a right word at a right time. When you have a miracle in your heart, in your life, and you get to give your miracle. Now, Lucas does a good job with Danny Gokey's song. But Danny owns that song. That's his song. Who's going to take C.C. Winans' song from her on that? Imagine everybody was playing it. It was all over the place. Other people. He owns that song. You own the miracle and the testimony. Nobody can tell it like you. And that's what changes lives. Amen? Cool. Well, uh, Father, we pray for our police officer today. Just to honor. She came on Memorial Weekend. We just say thank you. We pray for her health. 
completely well of anything for the favor on her life and the blessing. And we, we just say, and I, I got that. Thank you, Lord. We'll do that. Okay, church, some of your offerings that you gave in worship today, my instructions, we normally pay a certain amount for every Sunday for them coming, and we are so thankful they do come. But today we're going to double it. So, if you got honor in you, it'll come out of you. It's never a bad time to honor. So you can all go home now. I'm done that I know of. And I've been waiting if somebody had something to say or the hands went up or somebody stood. And uh, I'm good with today. Are you okay? Okay. Then go home. But next week, prepare to wear your shorts. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.